Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Hi, I'm Imri, and welcome back to The Wannabe Podcast, the podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. I am so excited that you are back and listening to another episode of this podcast. Thank you to everyone who is brand spanking new listening and also to everyone that has left a review. I really, really, really do appreciate those. So please do keep them coming. If you are listening and you have not yet reviewed this show, then do it now. Like, I don't know what's stopping you. Do it now. If you checked out Monday's episode, you'll know that I'm, of course, joined by Nathan Bryan again. He is a phenomenal writer and actor. He is best known to viewers for his role as a regular character as Jamie in Some Girls on BBC Three and Benidorm's Joey. Nathan has written for the critically acclaimed CBB's cartoon, Rasta Mouse, BAFTA award-winning Swashbuckle and Apple Tree House. Nathan currently has his cartoon series, AfroKid, and he just got a three-book deal for his picture book series, which is going to be hitting the shelves in 2019. In this episode, we talk about how to work with your partner on intense projects without breaking up. Trust me, I can relate to this one. What a production Bible is and what you should put in it and why email is your best friend and how you can find anyone's email address. Nathan is all about being audacious if you haven't noticed already and you will find out why. So let's go. Who did you want to be before you became who you are and why? Oh my God. Who did I want to be? Like person it could be a person i mean i feel like all my questions are open to interpretation let's um, see where you run with this oh, i would prefer a person if that okay. helps as a preference like maybe keenan and kel oh one my god them. i love them like when i yeah do you know what i mean like when i first saw them Both of them at the same time yeah maybe just have real quirkisms and <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah maybe maybe them. i see that for you yeah like, I, I would love that and like I didn't have Sky. This is no sob story as a kid. I mean, put some violins under this. I didn't have Sky. I had cable. Yeah, I didn't have any. I had one to five until I was 18. And then we got Sky, right? And then when Wait. we got Sky, I was like, whoa. I'm sorry, how old are you? I'm 26. You're 26 and you only got Sky like in the last... Yeah. Eight years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> literally. Math. And literally, we got the new box which fast forwarded the thing because my auntie had it before, and that's why we'd go. Well, we obviously went around to see her, but she had Sky, so we yeah. were just like, wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Keenan and Kel, I saw at my aunties, and I was like, I want to be them. 
I think. Oh, and now David Attenborough. I'd love to be him. That's really random. Yeah. Why David Attenborough? Because he gets to see whales jump out of the water and shit and get paid. I feel like he doesn't do that anymore. Well, he might do some green screen things, but if he wanted to, if he wanted to, he could. I feel like he's definitely got the the scope and the reach and the finances to get to anywhere he wants. Yeah, and also the BBC are going to pay for him. Definitely. And And he's going to get that nice check. I was thinking the other day, who, I shouldn't say this. Go for it. But who is going to take over him when he dies? Who's going to be the voice? Who is going to be the voice of planet Earth? I don't... That's a big deal. That is a big deal because David Attenborough is... Honestly, a living legend. Yeah. So, who the hell is going to come? I just feel like they would just do something really crazy, like yeah, Danny June, Dyer. It'll be Danny Dyer or June Sapong. I would love just that. To though. Throw that in the mix. I would love that. I, would I love don't that. know. I feel like that would throw me off so horrendously. Like, what is happening? I mean, Where's yeah, it'd be Edinburgh? kooky. <laughs> it would definitely be different. It would definitely be unexpected from the. Beginning, yeah, I wouldn't I see it, but I can imagine them doing something like. Something weird. Danny Dyer, I kind of see that being a logical next step for them. So, when have you ever channeled Keenan and Kel? When have I ever channeled them? When have you and what happened and what made that so special? Well, my my growing up as a, a teenager, I think in London and just... Well, Panda Pops were my thing. Remember Panda Pops? Yes, I do remember Panda, Panda Pops. Pops were wild. The strawberry cream and cheesecake. Had, wait, what? I didn't have that flavor. Strawberry cheesecake and cream. They were so same. drinking those would make me feel quite like Keenan and Curl. They ha- were such significant figures for me growing up. Loved them. And Keenan and Curl, I mean, my personal favorite episode was I Put the Screw in the Tuna. I've never seen it. Stop I mean, I've you heard cannot. the saying you cannot. for years. Okay, you know yeah. what? You cannot even Tonight. say. You can't even say. Kenan, I'm sorry. You cannot even say Keenan and Kel are like the people you wanted to aspire to when the best, you, honestly, the best episode they've ever made and was I The Screw in the Tuna. I haven't seen it. I'm a scumbag. Oh yeah. my God. Like, I'm not even joking. That's it true. It is the single most best episode of I've Kenan heard and it. Everyone always says that and I'm like, no. oh, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I feel like it's one of those things that people will hype up, but it will genuinely match up that hype like it's, it's worth it so funny i'm gonna watch it tonight please watch it i will please do that i feel like i can't <laughs> go around saying that and then not have seen it i feel i felt like a fraud for you, a while i mean mm. i didn't want to say it but here Fine. We are. it's a safe space i can take that out <laughs> i can take it all right let's switch gears a little <laughs> bit <laughs> away from the co- clearly you are a funny guy Oh, thanks. I actually came across your work for the first time at Seoul. Oh. Where Bossman was screening for the first time, I believe. And I remember we had to kind of, they didn't act as, we weren't judges. Mm. Like, there was none of that. They just gave us early releases to lots of, all of the films, because we were doing a special bonus for them for Melanin Millennials. And I was like so torn between Bossman and I can't remember the other name of the film that I actually genuinely loved. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, I genuinely loved it. But it wasn't like, I remember those two being like standout Amazing. performances. And Bossman was hilarious because I had never just seen anyone really take the, <laughs> the mania shop. fam. The, the mania. Yeah, just I just never saw anyone take that and just translate it into just like this sci fi yeah. space. And I, it's so rare to see kind of black British creatives actually embody like where sci-fi and fantasy can take yeah. you and i wanted to know what was your thinking behind that like what 
did you guys do to kind of create that? Why did you get involved? <laughs> because it's actually a bit bonkers. Yeah, it's completely it. mad. And I, I can't take much of the credit for it. So Trees is my girlfriend. She's an amazing film director. Mm-hmm. And we live together. And we've made loads of films before together. Um, on Valentine's Day, we got drunk on whiskey in a pub and wrote it. You just got drunk and wrote a whole script. Yeah, that's what we were like. We're not leaving it until this is done. And then two weeks later, we shot it and filmed it. That's our rule. How did you even like get the resources to shoot and film something like that? We saved up about two and a half grand each and uh, just threw all all our money at this idea. So that's incredible. Like an idea which is fucking stupid i mean <laughs> like we just went around it's being a bit like, wild yeah it's a bit wild being like oh yeah we're gonna spend all our life savings on this dumb ass idea <laughs> that's fucking mental was it yeah. worth it yeah it's, i love it i love it i love it dearly it's still doing quite well yeah it's, well, it's done be... loads of festivals we're developing it for tv that's it's, incredible yeah it's great and it's it's we've been offered a little distribution deal in north america to show it so it's cool and it's fun and i love working with her Trees are and she's amazing and it's great. What is that like working with your girlfriend? I think it is intense. Mm, <laughs> I yes. think it's amazing. Um, I love it, but it's 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 a full time thing when you're working intensely with a partner. You just have to accept that if at, if you know she trees of works are in production and film, but when she comes home. All she want to talk about it for in productions, the film, and obviously I freelance all day, every day. Yeah. So by the time she's come home, I'm ready to just watch Blue Planet Two with David Attenborough <laughs> and just kick it for the day. So it's a really, it's a real balance. But I love working with her. She is a genius. She makes my work better. She inspires me to be better. So it makes sense for us to work together. You can't expect it always to be. Amazing. Sometimes you have screaming matches. So have you made money from creating that as a result? So as a result of you putting all your money in, has that money now come back to you? Yeah, but it doesn't come back in like one... It doesn't... No, it's like... I don't get a check for five grand. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's not even that. It'll be like... um, So we got a little distribution deal, which we're looking at now, which is tiny, which is a few hundred pounds. And then there's other ways where it's like you might win money in a festival or you might bag a meeting with a a, a production company who have seen it, which has happened. And then you sell them another idea. I see that as that's what the film brought me anyway. So I really try to look at it. Like, also, you know it's a short film. You ain't making that money back. Like, basically, I've got a very expensive hobby. I don't have designer clothes. I don't have a car. And I just make films about stupid shit. And (laughs) I enjoy that. That's my expensive hobby. And as long as I can afford to do that, I will. How do you afford to do that? Um, I'm lucky. I've been lucky for the last three years to be on Benidorm. Yeah. And that's that's just an amazing thing. And I write a lot for CBBS, and that pays a really well yeah so you write for Rastamouse by the way yeah 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 because I remember when I first encountered Rastamouse and my little sister who is now 17 yeah. she was watching Rastamouse and we were all very confused yes. <laughs> like, hey there's this mouse yeah it's a Jamaican accent how did that come about and what the hell well see I didn't create it so no I know you didn't I, create I got it no but you said right you wrote some stuff I wrote two it. episodes for it which yeah. were um which was amazing like it was I basically, me and my friend have this thing, and we still do it, 
where if we want to meet someone, anyone in our industry will guess their email. So until we get it right, until it goes through. This is beautiful. Yeah, so it's literally like, oh, fuck it. Everyone at the BBC is first name, dot second name, at bbc.co.uk. We pay our taxes. You're allowed to know that. That's true. That's true. true. That is true. true. Everyone. So we started in that establishment. So I'd wait for a TV show to end, a comedy I wanted to... And we were young, mind. Like, we'd just done... We'd done three sketches on... No, one sketch on YouTube called um, Chicken Wing. Okay. About me eating my girlfriend's last chicken wing and she punched me in the face or some stupid shit like that. <laughs> it's wild, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah it's wild. I, and we shot it in a park and we put it online to show our friends. And there's another sick story about the guessing the emails, right? So this is what led, leads us to Raston Mouse. I don't just chat shit. I do sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> so it was... Obviously, we're doing that guessing emails thing, and I had this cartoon idea, which I'm still working on, with the Rastamouse people. Um, and I was like, I always want to talk to Rastamouse people about this idea. Yeah. And obviously, I think by then I had just got an agent or whatever, but you know, I, I just do do just do what I want to do. So I guessed their email. Yeah. And then the producer got. I emailed the guy. I was like, Hi, like, I'm this guy. Blah blah blah. I've got this idea about this cartoon. Um, I love is this the Afro kid yeah this is Afro yeah. kid right okay got it and um, he was like come in and obviously over the years I'd put together this book of all these ideas but it's like this scatty 40 page book no word of a lie was it like a notebook like a moleskin no skin? no it was like all printed out looking all buff oh. and shit I went in I went in as um, if yeah like... I went in I was just like because cause I had friends in TV and I would take them for coffees and I'd be like tell me how you make a show like, yeah. they were like you need a treatment you need this you need some pictures we you need, need to dinner. go into this at yeah. some point yeah definitely I feel like there's people that want to go into TV and have no idea what to yeah, do yeah of course and they should and yeah we will we yeah, must we will we have and, to um, so we did so I go, I go meet him he says yeah I'll meet you and I give him this 40 page book and he's like whoa jeez this is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. That's official. Yeah, this is like, I've just met you. What the hell is this? I'm like, oh, I've got this idea, blah, blah, blah. I leave it two weeks. He calls up again. He's like, look, I want to buy the idea off you. I love it. It's great. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and then at the end of the phone call being like, also, do you want to work right on Rasta Mouse? And I was like, this, like, Greg (laughs) Boardman, he is one of the greatest greatest people in British TV I've ever come across. That's a, that's a big accolade. Yeah, he's put me, he put me on and also told me to demand the most. In so, what way? In like, what, well, in the idea that you belong here. Like we had another meeting with Greg and by this time I'd written a couple episodes of Raster Mouse and my cartoon, we were like in at Nickelodeon and we were chatting to people and it nice. was going really well. And then a lady from CBBS came and met us as like a group of diverse writers and he basically set that up for us to meet this lady. And um, by the end of the meeting, we'd all got uh, a job on the show. That's amazing. So essentially, you guessed this guy's email. Yeah. 
ask for coffee. Yep. Which is a tip that has come up time and time again on this buy podcast. Buy them a coffee or they'll always buy your coffee anyway if you're broke. So That's you true. Also they drill. usually do yeah. buy you the coffee yeah. instead. Or just don't, if you're real, real broke, meet somewhere where you don't need, need coffee. Need to buy coffee. Yeah, just get tap fine. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come with a bottle in your bag. Like yeah. here's this water. And real chill. Actually walk up to the bar. Like you bought the water like at Evian. There's usually Evian. And yeah. then you just like... Hey, I got you this bottle Bam. of water. Because you look thirsty. I'm not like that, but like, you know. Your skin was looking a little yeah. dehydrated. Yeah, so I felt like you needed some water. Get hydrated, get me. <laughs> and then start with your pitch. That is incredible though. Like I'm, I personally have, I work in marketing. So mm. a lot of finessing your way into things is like email hunter, the, yeah. the Chrome extension that, you know, it, you just put the at BBC yeah. or at Guardian, and you just find out what their formula is. Yeah. It tells you every company's formula. Like, what's this one? I even know this one. I've been oh, slumming well, it like, out for the longest time. It's a little fox. It's called Email Hunter or Bam. Hunter now. Bam! I'm gonna get that. And tonight. I'm like, if I'm on Google, so if you're on that website and yeah. you're like, I need some email addresses. Yeah. You just have the Chrome extension. You hit it, and it will tell you like. I- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Either it will kind of give you the first name, last name, or it might be first initial, last name. Yeah. And it'll tell you what it is, at, what the formula is. What I what trips me up is when someone has like a double barreled last name. I'm like, I don't. Oh, do yeah. They dash it? So those do ones, I do it until I get it right. Oh, God, that's effort. Yeah, you know? it'll take like four flights. But goes. I suppose if you really want what you want, you got to. How hard is email. it to guess and emails? And 90% of the guest emails you send, no one responds to. Exactly. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> but the 10% get you paid. So I've gone surprisingly far by yeah. like one guessing an email and then cold turkey emailing straight. Straight. My boy, literally, that's what I was going to say. My boy got the head of Warner Brothers to be his mentor what? on the same day that I got Three Stones Media Guy, Greg, to be, to buy my idea. On the same day we emailed two people's, we guessed their email. I guessed Greg's. My mate Stuart Gress, the guy at Warner Brothers, and the guy at Warner Brothers was like, no one ever emails me. What? Like, yeah, come down and meet us. That is the funniest thing, though, because there's this, like, whole philosophy. I think it's, like, that pretty girl philosophy. I don't mm. know if you are familiar with this, obviously I'm not. I'm guessing... Being uh, the pretty girl that you are, I'm yeah, joking. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the whole pretty girl mentality of... Um, because some girls are so pretty, yeah. they actually never get approached by guys because they assume that they... They're bothered all the time. Yes. So they actually have like a dearth of attention. Right. And are more likely to respond if you do. So it's kind of the same thing with really 
big cats. infamous people yeah. that they think they people assume, oh, they must be bothered. So I'm not going to bother. Yeah. And then well, what's the chance of them responding? responding? Yeah. You're right. No. And like, but... even if they don't respond, then you haven't really lost anything no except one's... for the time you spent emailing them. No, but if you I've literally, up... I emailed the, the head of BBC three to my screenings. He's never responded, but I'm still going to email him. <laughs> Like, I'm going to do it until he gets so annoyed. And he's like, I, fine, I'll come. I'll there, come. Because it's through love, isn't it? It's through me being like, please see my work, please. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. Like, I'm never not going to. Keep, keep going. Keep I have tracking no, on. no shame. No. <laughs> there was a, an actual Chrome extension. No, there was, a, I think it's a Chrome extension that actually kept emailing people until they responded. And it no, wouldn't stop. No, that's too much. That's too it much. was really, it was like every week though. Yeah, that's like still too much. Like once a week of like. That gets abusive. I noticed you didn't email me back. I was like, this is, I tried it once. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) I'm annoyed. Yeah. That would. I'm annoyed and I'm just like, like, no, I can't. No, and when I say I email the head of booze, I email him like maybe once a year with my work and being like, hey, you are very busy, but there's going to be a time he's on the loo checking his emails, (laughs) being like, this Nathan guy's still fucking emailing me. Persistence. Let me me see shit. While he's having a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so let's circle back to this book that you have. What book? The 40-page book that oh, yeah, got yeah, you yeah. where you are now. Yeah. What is it? Why did right. you have it? Why do you need it? And what's inside it? So, so I came up with an idea. So basically, my thing has always been so far in my career is that when I meet people, mm. I try... So if I get... If I book an acting job or whatever... I always try and watch the creatives because I'm really interested in behind the camera stuff. Um, so usually I'll get an acting job and then I'll meet a producer and I'll be like, so in this, for, for this 40-page book, I was auditioning for Attack the Block, funnily enough. Oh, okay. And I got quite far down the line. I didn't get it, but the casting director and me just really got on. And I was like, I was super young then, maybe like 17. And I was like, look, can I take you for a coffee and tell you about this stupid idea I've got? And she was like, sure. <laughs> like, do you That's know what I mean? cool. Fine, okay, you're weird, fine. So I took her, told her about it, and she was like, this is flipping great. Like, I love this. Here's what you got to do. you got to make a treatment. And the treatment... What is that? Or a one-pager is basically a summary of your idea. Okay. So, so just a one-page document that starts with the name of your idea, mm-hmm. who it's written by, yeah. what the idea is. So, for example, is it a sitcom? Is it a feature film? Is it an animation? Is it what it is? So real early on, you're telling them, my idea is a TV show, a film, whatever... If it's a TV show, how many episodes is a TV show? Is it six part? Is it 10 part? Is it 10 minutes by 10 minutes? Is it 22 minutes by six episodes? Look, just try your best. I mean... Be as gonna, detailed as you yeah, can, If you can. I mean, you're making it up, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm writing, <laughs> like, how many episodes? It's as many episodes as you want it to be, boy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Where, where, where the check is, that what I make? So, like, we're not in the position now where, like, you know, Aaron Sorkin can be like, oh, yeah, it's a... It is a... 52 part TV series on Netflix because when you're a don like him you can do things like that when, sorry who's Aaron Sorkin so Aaron Sorkin did the social network he done the West Wing he's one like it, my opinion uh, I, I think know him by name but I just I'm not no 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 work. and I'm just I, I geek on this I watched the Hollywood Round Table yeah. saw that shit so, so yeah. what 52 part thing has he got on Netflix no that's me being facetious there's oh, none okay. but there's sure. like it's the idea that that sounds cool yeah but. like <laughs> it's the idea that you, you're making it up on the spot yeah so yeah and then, and then you go on and you say a bit about the 
idea. Mm-hmm. So you talk about the main characters, talk about what the show really is about. And then you have that dreaded tagline, which <laughs> everyone hates, or the elevator pitch, where you try and sell your idea in a line. It sounds like a business plan. like a one It's a business, business plan without numbers. Yeah. And if you have numbers, great. Like some YouTubers have numbers and they'll yeah. be like, oh, the talent in the show has X amount of numbers and TV people love numbers. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? That's what they course. live on. Yeah. So, um, so I did one of those which was really, really rough and dry. And then um, I met an illustrator called Dapo, who I'm doing my first kids book with now, which is insane. Oh, He's amazing. that's cool. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's with Penguin. We got a three-book deal. Hey, it was sick. It was shout out to yeah. you. Yeah, it was real cool, man. Like, it's, and it's, I'll that's, show you some pictures afterwards. I'm, I'm really, looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm that's really proud cool. of that one. And um, so I met him about four or five years ago, and I paid him like 50 pound a drawing. That's all I had. So we did some drawings. Yeah. And then uh, I sh- just filled out this book of just like the world, the characters, story ideas, bits of script, like just, you know what I mean? Just anything that I'd ever thought could be a thing I put in and I just gave it to him. <laughs> like, this is your like problem now. Yes. <laughs> well, and then, but I think it, he understood that how new I was in the industry, so he didn't care. Yeah. He was just like, cool, you've got ideas. Was he quite established already? Yeah, he'd done like, he'd done a lot. He'd done a lot. And like, he, but his main thing was, to bring new people into the industry. That's amazing. Like, I'm, do you know what I mean? Commissioning me straight away to uh, buy my idea, which I didn't, like, what, selling a story? That's weird. It's my job to go around selling stories, and he bought it. So what was the name of the, what's the name of the kids' book that's coming out? Oh, it's called Look Up. Look Up. Yeah. Cool. So when will it be in stores? For yeah. everyone so to it, it will be in stores in 2019. That's so And then cool. the following book, 2020, and then... 2021 yeah that is so cool though yeah it's, so uh, yeah with your one page essentially plan yeah was that what you were pitching as a show in, originally and then it kind of became a book or is it oh no they're, they're so separate so, so afro kid is like oh so this is afro kid that you're afro pitching. kid is a total different thing it's about a kid of afro superpowers i've been working on it for about seven years and um th- there's we're in a very exciting place i can't say it yet i'll know, tell you when you we're can't... off because i'm gassed but when can you say stuff because uh, there's a real possibility this comes out in 2018 a lot later uh this one i'm not sure okay because i've yeah i'm not sure but i'll tell you when we're off that's cool yeah because it's it's really exciting so yeah that one that that was the one page a 40 page booklet for that and that's been like a series of massive highs and lows but a massive learning curve best best times ever did you get a lot of feedback mm. on it before you actually like took it to who whoever's no i didn't it? i didn't um i didn't i just treasa actually treasa i made her basically bless her and this is why she's the greatest is i made her the night before my meet and stay up to like two in the morning designing all the pages on photoshop to look cool oh my obviously God. full of spelling mistakes right and then i go and get them printed <laughs> off in a printer and i i went in i just, I just rinsed my bank did you account. get it like booked and bit bound no not so much bound i put it into a folder so it was a bit butters but you gotta start somewhere <laughs> in it like, you just gotta I feel be... like the fact that you already printed off like 40 pages yeah and put it in a folder did they have the plastic sheets yeah or not? yeah plastic sheets man. it was <laughs> real true yeah it was like a, it was literally like, like year so six nice. homework yeah <laughs> it was interesting like, i was in year six and there was like probably star stickers it was just Oh, wow. It was a terrible thing, but what it was, was me saying, I have an idea. And whilst it's 40 pages of trash, like, 
that in the industry now is called a production bible. So what I did do was really think about how big the idea could be in the world. And yeah, sure, it was full of trash, but... So to wrap up the podcast... Yeah. I want to know, what is the worst advice you've ever received? And to end on a high, what's the best (laughs) advice you've ever received? I've got two. I've got... Okay. Okay, the first one is... (laughs) No, actually, no, I'm not going to do that one. I'm going to think of another one. Wait. What was the last question? What's so the best, best advice? Worst advice first, best advice second. Okay, so worst advice would be to... Oh, I was thinking about that today. Um, I'm good. dyslexic, right? Yeah. So uh, you see my emails, they're a joke. When I send emails... I felt like they were fine. Oh, yeah, but they're very <laughs> just like... It doesn't... It's very just... It's, infor- it's informal. It's informal. But it, it kind of works. Full of spelling mistakes, etc. <laughs> well, usually in emails. And I've had a few people be like, you have to be careful how you're sending emails. I am that, that person. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got to be careful. No, but it's fine because I today was thinking about that and I was like, it's a sign of whether we will work together. It's a sign. Like, if you see my email and you're like, I this person, I cannot because of his spelling mistakes, we're never going to get down as artists. We're yeah. never. Because I'm going to write a script full of them anyway. And I'm going to tell you that now. I love that though. Yeah, which is, I can't, it, it's like, I try, but yeah. if, and I've done it before, like I've got my mum and dad to check them. Yeah. I send loads of emails a day. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So now I'm just unapologetic with it. I, you know, like, if you say to me, I can't work with you because you're spelling mistakes, I'll be like, it's probably for the best, don't it? Because I was going to make you mad down the line, boy. Yeah. <laughs> going to make you mad. That is so funny that you said that because I give someone else F-O, yeah. a hard time about emails that yeah. he sends. They are riddled with yeah. mistakes and I find it infuriating. Yeah. And that's not to say that I've ever given anyone that sent me an email with terrible mistakes people have said my spelt my name entirely no but incorrect. that's no but that's wrong yeah that is wrong because it's in the whatever yeah You'll that's go, disrespectful and i don't like that i'll just move away from that because yeah. i can accept that autocorrect will do some shit to some people's names yeah. i can just accept that that's going to happen sometime but i've seen people kind of have a typo and ultimately it's not ruined the relationship and i if you had sent spelling mistakes i didn't know this personally yeah. and i don't i think also, it depends on the circumstances. If someone's yeah. asking me for money, I might be a bit more like, did oh, you not If you're think asking to... me for money, you better come strong and hard. Yeah, yeah. you need to come correct with your yeah, email because but, yeah. you're now asking me to make a transaction yeah. on trust. Yeah, um, and I understand that. So you know? I think it does depend on the circumstances where you will yeah. need to make a little bit more effort. But yeah. yeah, I've definitely been that person where I would prefer that the emails that go out under at least my brand is like, consistent and well-made yeah but i'm jealous of that trait you know what i'm saying i would love to have that i don't i'm just so scatty i'm a scatty patty that it's like i just my brain just doesn't like my tweets are riddled with spelling mistakes i used to delete them and i was just like i don't care my phone's just killing me with spelling mistakes yeah i just don't care now i'm just like whatever in it like i know i've tried my best no it comes with love no more so that was the worst for me personally selling you that you need to write like perfect like it's so important that it's just gonna slow me down like you've never had jobs yeah it's just like but these people love me and i love them so it's not about it's just that advice doesn't ring true for me and the best advice is be audacious do not do not think that anything is unattainable like we are we have twitter twitter means that 90 percent of artists in the world you can contact 
And 6% of those 90%, if they're big artists who you aspire to, will contact you back. 2% of that relationship could be ongoing. And like, I'm making up these percents. There's no... <laughs> I was like, where's he getting these stats from? Like, he's what? making them up because he's drinking beer. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah. The idea that... And now me and my friends, we, we're, we want people in America to see our work. Mm. So I'll do really audacious shit where I'll just at Issa Rae or at Ava DuVernay or, or any of those dons and... I used to be really self-conscious about it. To be like, people must be like, I'm a dickhead fan. Be like, hey, Isa, love your show. Would you check what's here? And I know she's not going to see it. That's why I know that people are seeing me and thinking I'm a dickhead. I know she's not going to see it. But I also don't fully know she's not going to see it. And for that reason, I will send it. But I don't send it once a week like you'll send with an email team. No, like, don't do that. Well. I just do it once. And I believe in fate. So if she's meant to see it, she'll see it. I love this guy. You can follow Nathan on Twitter at Nathan Bryan. That's N-A-T-H-A-N-B-R-Y-O-N. And I believe it's the same at on Instagram. So do follow him. He posts amazing content. And you can check out his insanely funny web series, hashtag reality on YouTube, or you can visit realitywebseries.com. All of that will be in the show notes. If you like how this podcast is made and you think that you can do what I do or better, then you need to reach out to the Shoutout Network. You can find out more about membership by visiting shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. Be sure to follow Wannabe on Twitter and on Instagram at Wannabe Podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com Wannabe Podcast. To get extended show notes listing all of the tools and resources that we have talked about in this episode, visit wannabepodcast.com. And if you scroll down a little bit, you will find Nathan's face and his show notes. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to leave a review. Bye. In a time of disruption and fragmentation, there is opportunity to not only survive, but thrive. Now more than ever, it is important to understand how the U.S. is performing on the global stage. With over 600 correspondents in more than 50 countries, the Financial Times offers a unique, independent, and truly global guide to the world's new agenda. Visit ft.com today to learn more about the Financial Times. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.